0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Joining me to empty out the Twitter mailbag. And this is a very substantial mailbag. Uh, I asked for questions uh, in this afternoon. And we have received about 150 in the span of four hours. So people are curious. People have concerns. And Joshua, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with these Raptors? One in five. Peyton Pritchard over everything. It's what we're oh now. Goodness. <laughs> That kid was nice. That kid was nice. He's I knew nice. I knew he was gonna I knew he was gonna do us like that too. Cause he's like he's been sneaking up on everybody. He's
1: he could really score. They man. found one. They found one. That's
0: congratulations to Danny Ainge. They have finally, uh, for the first time in you know a very, very long time, hit on a pick who wasn't like a top three pick. So yeah, good for them. Nah, I'm I'm just kidding, actually. Uh what, what's his name, man? Jalen Brown. People were saying coming into the draft, Jalen Brown is like he's Jeff Green. You know, this and this and this. And Jalen Brown's nice, man. LeBram, He's nice. He'd probably be our best player right now, let's be quite honest. Facts. Um, yeah, so anyways, we, like I said, we have 150 questions. So let's uh, race through them. I apologize in advance if we couldn't get to them. Um, again, 150. I think a lot of them are going to have the same
1: themes. Like, you yeah. know, wh- how, what can we trade Pascal for? Um, is Kyle Lowry leaving? Hmm
0: Things of that nature. (laughs) I I can't wait. I can't wait personally to do this one. Um, Let's start here. So, biggest concern. So, the Raptors are one in five. This one from Craig asks, What is the Raptors' biggest concern? All right. So, he lists losing four of the first five while winning the fourth quarter. Bain slash Boucher being replacements for Gasol slash Ibaka. Powell struggles. Siakam struggles. Nurse not giving Matt Thomas or TD two in uptime. Or OG forgetting how to shoot. So, first off, the biggest problem is that all these are currently problems.
1: (laughs) When you have this many problems, uh, you know, yeah. To me, the biggest problem is Nickner seems to, like, not trust half of his 10 rotation players. Like, it sounds like outside of Kyle, Fred... uh, Chris Boucher has been okay. Mm -hmm. Stanley Johnson. (laughs) Who does Nick Nurse trust to be out there? It's like nobody. That's the problem. It's like Nick Nurse hates his team right now, which is very (laughs) concerning. Because Nick Nurse seems like he likes everybody. <laughs> he does, he, every day that goes by, he's like, first, uh, you know, uh, Pascal's got to be get get better, obviously. Then, like, Norm Powell's not showing shit so far. Got to get better. Yesterday, TD2 and Matt Thomas, they can't play defense. They can't play. Malachi Flynn, what do you expect me to do? That guy's a bum. And then, you know, Malachi looked okay, not so good. But maybe Nick Nurse had something there. It's crazy. He does not trust anybody who wears a Raptors jersey. Yeah. It is so... I was I was trying to think of like what's going on. I don't know if you've ever been in the workplace where there like there's a round of layoffs and it, like the morale never recovers. I know you work in sports media, so this hits close to home. But I've been a part of us. Like I work in the startup scene. Mm-hmm, Startups mm-hmm. have big layoffs. You lose like the wrong two or three people, and nothing ever comes back. That's what it feels like is happening. With the Toronto Raptors right now, I almost named them the startup company I used to work at. Uh, that's what it feels so like. Like losing Serge, losing Mark. It's just like the parts of an OK team are still there, but man, it's horrible. Anywho, yeah. What was the question? I, I don't know why
0: you had to make that specific analogy. To, <laughs> just gonna no comment on that. Um, no, Craig. Craig asked, "What is Raptors' biggest concern?" Essentially, I mean that's the question because he yeah, went on to list so many things. I think the biggest concern is that all these are concerns, but I think maybe yeah. we can kind of boil it down to, is this a, using the talent issue or is this not having a talent issue? Right? Because yeah, that is fundamentally what's what's being said here. Because if it's a how to use a talent, then give them time, you, you trust the coach. I know some people are already saying, how long can we fire Nick <laughs> Nurse? Oh, what sorry? are you talking no. about? <laughs> Can we just please relax? Okay, please. All right, let's just not go too far now, all right? They're like, Nick is washed without Nate Bjorkman. That's been my favorite line, which, listen, I'm not nothing against Nate whatsoever. I'm actually thrilled that he got the job. Really happy that he's yeah. doing well in Indiana. But can we just, for like half oh, yeah. a second, relax, and just think about the fact that assistant coaches don't change that much. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so is, is it a is it a coaching issue, or is it essentially how to make it work, or is it that it is fundamentally broken?
1: Um I think it's I think it can be both. I think the flawed roster has made it so that the team would have to execute really well to be successful. Like the fact that you don't have any forward depth is a problem, mm-hmm. which puts a lot of pressure on your three backup rotation guard norm td2 matt thomas and malachi flynn those guys all need to play really well and the fact that like none of them are norm is norm is is like 20 um 18 19 level norm not 2019 20, 20 level norm but so he's okay the other three have been bad it kind of sues your team because mm-hmm. chris bush like I, yeah, as funny as I thought it was, like in September, saying like Stanley Johnson's gonna have a chance to crack the rotation, it's because the cupboard's bare, and when the cupboard's bare, you play guys like Stanley Johnson with a straight face, real mm. NBA minutes, and that's not good. I yeah. think to me, it's sort of the roster is not good. Uh, Masai and Bobby did not do a good enough job in the offseason to give to put together a squad that makes sense, and then yeah, you you you've given Nick Nurse a really hard challenge because this is, if this team's going to be successful, they're going to have to be really, really well coached and they're not, they don't seem to be right now. And, uh, you know, there's going to be reasons around the relocation or whatever it is that guys are thinking about. Not That's not basketball. And I understand that. But um, yeah, to me, it starts, It act, like this is the first time, and we'll get to it. This is the first time in Messiah's tenure that he's like let the organization down because it's it's a bad team.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I'm still more on the case of uh, – first of all, I do agree. It's both, right? I don't think the roster construction is very good, and I do think that there are some limits to the talent. I think some of the limits to the talent is the fact that some of the talent has regressed, and I think Norm and Pascal being the biggest cases. Um, But I do think some of it is still a fit thing. Like, you can maybe try to make it work. I really do believe that if the Raptors can find the lineup where they can just put five – dependable players out there that'd be great at the moment there haven't been five dependable players um Kyle is probably the closest to the in terms of who's most dependable like you just come into the game you're like who's gonna have a good game Kyle's gonna have a good game Fred
1: yeah he's been great he's been been unbelievable Fred has like completely impressed like I you know he's been he's been out of out of out of control he's like he has like five games scoring over 25 and yeah like he's been remarkable
0: yeah and it, he shouldn't have to do this that this is like not his role <laughs> yeah. but he is at least stepping up and i appreciate that a lot so those two dependable pascal has been good like one and a maybe like pascal has been like a c maybe a c minus to start the year so he's not really there og has had one good game yeah maybe two but like really one good game Norm has not had a good game.
1: He was not bad in a few games, though. He was not bad against the Knicks. I guess it's the Knicks, yes.
0: Yeah, okay. You're you're right, you're right. right. The next game, you're right. I'll give him the one.
1: Yeah, he was 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 nearing on. He was, like, nearing good in that game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Boucher has been good in about half the games. Honestly, I have no complaints about Boucher.
1: Len's been Okay. Len's been. Len's okay Lens because been, you Lens don't expect Lens, anything from yeah, him.
0: You uh, just expect him to just like be there, hold your hands up, you're seven feet tall, get the rebound, get out the way. Which yeah. honestly, I know that sounds like I'm dissing the guy. That's more than what Bane's has been doing. Yeah. So, that's that's tough. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it. The talent is better than this. The talent is not one in six. The talent may be closer to 500, but they need to get the talent performing. And honestly, there are some honest. Uh, fit issues because if you can't even get five good players on the floor once you're just not going to win uh especially against good teams and the raptors have played a few good teams it hasn't been that difficult of a schedule so far to be honest but still they haven't played like you know uh well they haven't gone on their Coast
1: road trip where they typically go one for four and now yeah. it's going to be uh a lot worse Yeah, geez. this is uh, yeah this is it's gonna it's going to be it's going to be not good Yeah, this is tough.
0: All right, next question from um, my guy, Drew, our our legend. This guy, honestly, Raptors could use Drew right now. this guy is, um, how would I describe him? Like Steph? (laughs) He's the Steph Curry of the Raptors Republic tournament. You can can make up that what you want. He asked Jalen Cade or Kaminga, but actually, will Pascal and Norm ever show up? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it has been like that. It has been Pascal and Norm just going ah for like twenty minutes, and then a tease for next game. Um, yeah, let's 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 go with the Pascal and Norm part of this question. Uh, will they ever show up? Uh, let's let's talk about Norm first because I think we have a, like eight questions on Pascal. So we'll, we'll yeah. let's start with Norm. Is Norm going to show up?
1: So twenty twenty was obviously an aberration. Like he was. Okay. Really, really good for stretches. Um I still believe in Norm being like a, a, a productive role player, six, seven, eighth man off the bench for this team and think he can land there. I think he's asked to do more. Um I don't know, like I'm I, I've I feel less upset with Norm than maybe I ought to because he's done he's doing Norm Powell stuff and he's mm-hmm. kind of done that throughout his tenure as a his, his whole career. Um Will he ever show up? I think he's already kind of shown Norm Flashes. He's less focused on defense than I think he has been in previous years, but I think that has a lot to do with, like, but I think it has a lot to do with this team is playing with their booty holes clenched. Like, whenever they're bleeding, Mm. Norm Powell and Pascal Siakam both lose their minds. Whenever yeah. the like 13 point lead that they build in the second quarter starts to like slip away, both of them completely melt down. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like you would think that those guys would have the composure, but it happened it's happening to even Chris Boucher kind of looks like he's losing his composure when Lock. like he'll yeah, I know he's not the most, but he'll like run out on a three pointer and mm-hmm. uh, like run out to the three point line and commit a stupid foul, and that stuff is bad. And it's I don't. I'm yeah. expecting Norm to not do that again. No, because mm-hmm. I've watched that guy for his whole career, and I don't think that's going away. Um, yeah, cur- yeah. That's my that's my norm. My norm position is that he's um, the the bad side of normal for him, and we can cross off a repeat of 2020 coming into this year it's Mm -hmm. not happening but he's not he's not off the charts bad he's norm (laughs) yeah I mean look I I think
0: is norm gonna get going is really a question (laughs) of how much do you think norm can realistically give you every night yeah last year the situation for norm worked out perfectly he had a career year but if you look at the scope of his career that is clearly the one aberration year just statistically. But then if you look at the factors that contributed to it, the Raptors played amazing defense last year. The Raptors still pretty good defensively this year. It's probably the only thing they do well is defend. Even though when you watch it, it doesn't look that solid. But yeah. like results-wise, they have been solid outside of this uh, Celtics game where they just gave up. But because they were so good on defense, they're able to fuel their transition game and they're able to score. This is a global problem for the Raptors. But yeah. let me just give you Norm-specific numbers. So Norm last year... 30% of his offense was in transition. So well, first yeah. off, okay. that is yeah. always a little bit unsustainable because you're never going to play a game where you had that much in transition. Or honestly, you better be like LeBron James, like 2008 MVP LeBron, like in tra- or 2009 yeah. MVP LeBron, right? Um, or Giannis, for example. But Norm, last year, 30% possession in transition of all his shots, 1.22 points per play, effective field goal percentage, 66%. And he scored 5.1 points per game in uh, just was, fast breaks. Do you along. have a
1: three-point percent? Do you have a three-point percentage in transition? There, I, I'd be I, curious because that's Seward because that seems to like the Raptors were just ahead. we like a full point ahead of the Lakers in transition points mm-hmm. last season, and this year they're like there's oh, like listen. a tier, and then they're in the middle of the pack. Like yeah. I think they're in like a nine-way tie for seventh or so. like it's there's a there's a pack that the Raptors are in. Mm-hmm. I wonder to me it's like uh Aaron Baines and Norm Powell are driving or killing the Raptors in transition. Aaron Baines can't jump, he can't seem to finish anything. He's it's brutal. i'm um, and yeah, Norm Powell it's, it's can't bad. seem to hit a three in transition anymore, which is not good.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, so Norm this season in are right, only six games, right? Still getting 27% of his shots in transition, which is still quite good his points per possession went from 1.22 to 0.88 points per possession. He's only scoring 2.5 points per game in transition, which is oh my god half of what he did last yeah. year. His field goal percentage in transition, you ready for this?
1: 23.1%. So <laughs> how are what? you
0: shooting 23% on a fast <laughs> with break with nobody
1: with nobody in front of you? I <laughs> I I wonder I wonder what his three point like I feel like he hasn't hit a three in low. transition low. yet and I think that's what's driving his yeah. uh his total field goal percentage but yeah it's bad it's the Raptors transition offense is like kind of that, like a joke that, I only trust Fred it now it. they needed yeah. it last year
0: and yeah I I you know Fred I mean even Fred I mean you know he's he's going to get his layups blocked a couple of times the Raptors last season uh, in terms of points per possession on the fast break, the Raptors scored 1.15. That was the third best rate. However, the Raptors also got out in transition and played in transition more than any other team. So the Raptors were the best team in transition last year. This year, the Raptors' points per possession in transition is 0.97. Every other team in the NBA, even though it's only early in the season, small sample size, you know, COVID has in- delayed games, Every other team is over one, generally over 1.1. <laughs> so the Raptors are at 0.97. They're still getting out in transitions. They're just working. <laughs> this team's not so, good, man. <laughs> that, I, I do think some of that will come back. Because yeah, if you're in transition, you're going to make some layups eventually. Yeah, But yeah, it, it's bad. <laughs> in terms of how what Powell can actually give you, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I thought about Nick using Stanley the other day. And I was like, all right, so why would you want to use Stanley? Well, you know, off the bench. Right, you still need a, a wing defender, right? Because OG is going to have to sit. It's teams stagger the lineups, like you saw Tatum or Brown out there at all times. Mm-hmm. So when OG sits, who's guarding that guy? And I was thinking, well, you 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 can't ask Norm to do it, right? So you must pair Norm with someone who's able to play defense. So they're like, all right, I'll put Stanley out there. And then you're thinking, well, I, I need Boucher on the floor, but he can't rebound. So you know what? I'll play him at the four, and then I guess I'll put Alex Len out there. And all of a sudden, four of your players. <laughs> Are Norm Powell, Stanley Johnson, Alex Len, and Chris Boucher, and no disrespect to any of those four players, but, but what you are ha- you
1: doing? What are you
0: doing? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Right? So, oh,
1: man, no. it's, it's it's tough. I, I don't know
0: how much you can really expect out of Norm. I mean, you expect him to play some better defense because that's really his own decision whether he to play defense or not. But. Yeah,
1: Norm, like, no, I whatever. Like, Norm is the first team all bad reach and foul. Like, it's just
0: why did he do that at the end of the game? I mean, honestly, even if he just even if Ingram scored, I could accept that you know what, a superstar play, but you're just gonna bail him out. Like, come on. Uh, by the way, Norm this year shooting 35% from within three feet, last year it was 66%. So it has to normalize. He's never yeah, got lower than yeah. 59.6%, but damn, Ooh. at the moment, it's looking real tough oh, for man. Norm. man. By that way, was a
1: good
0: laugh. <laughs> why? Why is he? Why does he have this one move in his bag? And I don't think I've seen other players with the move in his bag, where he'll take, come off the high pick and roll, get into the paint, one step into the paint, like at the free throw line, and then just flick the ball at the basket, <laughs> running. I, I I don't know why that anyone has chosen to take that shot, but that feels like one of those shots that you see in like the 1960s when you like see like black and white golf <laughs> <Dolph>
1: shades. <laughs> uh I, I, don't I do I don't believe that, that normal. I do think normal sort of steady the ship. He's not come out looking very good, mm-hmm. but he's not come out looking unlike I've seen Norm before. It's just, it's just...
0: yeah. I was gonna say, why, let's not pretend like we haven't seen this from Norm. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be
1: surprised. Yeah, okay. like were you guys? What were you guys doing in 2017? Like this was normal.
0: Yeah, seriously. I mean, but listen, if we get to the playoffs, Norm's gonna swing one or two games. That's also a fact too. For sure. Yeah. It's just a a nice guy to have as your ninth man. Um, as a sixth man, I don't know. Uh, digital poet yeah. asks, now that Boston has shown in the playoffs last season that the league how to defend Siakam, mostly by matching his speed and not his size. How does he counter? So we've we on we're on the Pascal portion of the podcast. Pascal, poor guy, man, I feel so bad for him. I don't, I don't know, man. But yeah, how does he how does he counter the speed aspect? I think honestly, he just needs to. Go up strong. Like, I know that sounds like so rudimentary and it's like not that simple, but sometimes, like, like yesterday, he had Peyton Pritchard on him. And Peyton is like a very talented offensive player for sure. Defensively, he's shorter than me. Yeah. And he's small. Like, he's, <laughs> he's small. He's DJ Augustine size. And Pascal had him in the post one on one. The spin move, I thought he was for sure going to the spin move because there was no help defender coming from the left side of the floor. Oh. <laughs> Do the spin move, get to your right hand, put the layup in, right? It's, 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 it should be easy, and I've seen Pascal do it a million times, but he couldn't do it, which is just so weird to me. It seems like he doesn't have a game plan in the post anymore. What do you say?
1: Yeah, I, I don't really have much to say about – like I was saying to you earlier that the reaction to Pascal is a lot like when a player unexpectedly gains a lot of weight and they're like, oh, this guy's game is gone. He looks horrible. He's being talked about like 2010 Boris DL. It's very reminiscent of that like discourse. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, it's just, see- it It seems like, like but the monster. it's Mon hard to Star, explain yeah.
0: why a player just like, you know, exactly, exactly. what you said, monster. Yeah. But they get monster.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, the like Pascal online bullying stuff last year was really shameful. And I hope that discourse around them that you influence as you know the the voice of the rappers fans doesn't get there again but it's bad it's bad right now and i hope that he turns it around he's still a great player yeah. he's gonna be with the rappers for a long time no matter what i can't imagine mm-hmm. um don't think there's much of a trade market for him now so i hope he turns it around I, I i like pascal i it it's unexplainable it's as mysterious as like if you learned that he had a cappuccino machine in his uh hotel room in <laughs> the orlando bubble and it's who his it career it's that level mystery to me mm-hmm. maybe what
0: maybe that's it bobby webster has been spiking these cappuccinos man maybe <laughs> switch out the beads bobby
1: yeah he's skinny fat boris dia that's my only explanation yeah. for for now i love boris dia man what a, yeah so did i, 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 I yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's, great. he's he when did he leave the league like 2000 he was in utah at the end he, was, he like, was in
0: Utah. There was like a slight rumor he might come to Toronto. And I was like, yes, we need Boris Dia. you want old Boris Dia? This current 2020. I want 2021. <laughs> I, I want Iguodala. I want 2021 Boris Dia on this team. <laughs> it can't be worse. Yeah. Um, um, all right, next question. Are there more? Yeah yeah next question uh, so in terms of the siakam thing i just don't feel like he has a game plan in, in the post anymore which is so weird because he used to just set up guys so perfectly and yep. maybe you could set up guys when you have a go-to spin move that teams just like couldn't anticipate but now that every team is sitting on it and city basically everyone every team knows he wants to get to the middle of the floor which yeah. is not unusual i mean that's how most you would players you would yeah. Just, yeah most players want to do that why doesn't he have like a move to the baseline whether that's like a fall away jumper or anything like that or even like spin and then a hook shot or something it just it feels like you know he wants to post up on the left block use his right hand go into the middle and shoot and teams are sending help they're timing it quite well and honestly it doesn't even take very very diligent defense to stop Pascal anymore so i think he just needs to expand his post skill set a little bit um you know, like even JV, for example, when he used to get in the post, he always also wanted to get to the sweeping hook shot. Yep. Um, but he had the baseline jumper where he can turn over his shoulder and shoot a short baseline jumper. And,
1: and he, for whatever reason, people believed his free throw jumper that he could actually roll to the rim. Uh,
0: that too, then, yeah. Well, that does, was my favorite. Does Pascal game. have a pump fake? That's the yeah. thing. Like, what moves does he have in his yeah. bag? Other than yeah. my arm is very long and I'm athletic <laughs> and I can yeah. reach past you. That's not yeah. really beating the defense. Yeah, maybe so, I think
1: if Pascal had a pump fake, it would change a lot.
0: I mean, it, 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 he would have to make the jumpers first.
1: I, you know what? To be honest, maybe not even because
0: <laughs> JV didn't really make the jumpers like that. No. people still jump. Well, he
1: was okay. Like there was this. He would. Yeah, I liked JV's free throw line jumper. It always seemed to be money in the first quarter of a playoff game, and then abandon him. After halftime,
0: <laughs> well, that's that's how it went. That's how it went. He was he was the most invisible seven footer out there. Some, some oh, man. teams just the guys just couldn't see him when he was wide open.
1: It um, would always be like Jack coming back from commercials saying eleven points in eleven minutes for JV, and it's <laughs> like all right, end of the game, thirteen points. <laughs> yep,
0: that's that's how it went. Um, Skeens asks, uh, I think it's time to start passing out the five and play small ball. Baines has shown he's not good enough to start for us. Um, the only issue with starting Pascal to five is that I don't think he likes playing five and maybe you can just say like, forget it, man. You're one in five. I don't care what you like. You just go play from five, but I don't think he likes playing five extended stretches. I think his physicality doesn't match up. It will be similar to if you, I would rather play Boucher at five than Pascal at five quite honestly. Um, Cause I think you're offering some of the same weaknesses up to the <laughs> opponents to, to, to carve out. And I just don't like when you have a star player and you just change his role constantly because you he was a powerful, yeah. kind of a 3-4, but a 4. Yeah. Then we're like, be a 3, play on the perimeter, do all this other stuff. Now you're going to play a 5 and do all this other stuff. I mean, positions are kind of meaningless until the point – positions are meaningless between 2 and 4 because there's no difference. But when you get to the 5, that's pretty different. When you have to yeah. all of a sudden be boxing out Nikola Jokic, that's, that's different. So I, I don't really well, like... Well, OG without boxes that
1: Nikola Jokic, but yeah, that's...
0: I mean, yeah, he, he does it half the time. Another half the time, OG does very little. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I mean, it's just true. It's just true, man. I Listen. I agree. And that's and that's not new.
1: Yeah. But Pascal, no,
0: I... OG has been a guy who goes on streaks and stuff like that, but, you know, I don't know. It's not OG's fault. I'm sorry. That's, that's Yeah, it, it is an OG's ones, fault. There. It's a little random. Sorry. Um. sorry. Anonymous Bosk15. Has Fred surpassed Pascal as a young stud for our team? Kyle's a clear leader, but last year Siakam was our number one. But in the past few games, it feels like Fred is stepping into that role and overcoming rather than succumbing to his limitations as a score. I like this question because, yeah, that has been there. And it's a weird theme because I don't think Fred is also cut out to be a number one guy, but.
1: Yeah, I guess that's it. Like whatever Fred does is kind of irrelevant given that, you don't want him to be your number one option. Like a Fred, a a team where Fred Mm -hmm. is your young stud, isn't going to be as good as Pascal being your young stud. And it, that's just kind of, you know, the size difference and Mm. ability difference. So yeah, I I, I guess their point is to say salute to Fred for his great start to the season. And I agree. Fred's Mm -hmm. looked amazing and Pascal's looked very bad. Um, Often considered, we still like the the team. I think Fred even said it. Like the team needs Pascal to play better. He's yeah. too important to what they when they play well, um, for us to like sort of reshuffle their role. Yeah, and, but I yeah. I, I, do, I do appreciate Fred for doing it though. Yeah, he's been amazing. Like Fred, yeah. Fred. If I didn't know like he a, could score
0: like this. Like some of the so in the Celtics game, he was hitting mid range shots. He seems like he's added like a really arcing mid range shot because we see him do it against the the Knicks a little bit as well. But like, I don't remember seeing him. Well, not I don't remember. I just the the stats don't say that he has been shooting that much in the mid range. Yeah. And that's an area where if you are asked to score more than you know, the mid range area is there for him. I, you know, he's I don't really see Fred as a consistent number one scorer either, but. I don't know, man. Sometimes someone has to do it, and Fred is doing it right now. So credit
1: him. Yeah, it's like for, if there is a like belt for best Raptors like organization MVP, it mm-hmm. should be Fred for uh, December. And we'll uh, yeah, yeah for December and this last week, Fred has been the best, the the be- like the most. I've appreciated what he's done the most because mm-hmm. even even Kyle like yesterday it seemed like he was like not engaged and kind of pissed off at the team. And,
0: yeah, that was really sad to see.
1: Yeah, it made, like it really yeah, it's really um,
0: I mean if Kyle doesn't care then I don't know, man. You know? So Yeah, no,
1: it's not good. Yeah. All right, next question
0: from our guy Brad, too much hoops. Um yeah, by the way, Raptors, listen. You, you have a lot of people that depend on you to be good and too much hoops is not going to be breaking down one of these losses because there's nothing to break down. <laughs> No. There's emotionally breaking down, but there's no like breaking <laughs> down of the film. Um, but anyway, Brad asks, um, let's say Siakam averages the same points per game as last year, 23. Fred averages 20, a career high. Uh, Kyle gets you 19. Where are, the other, where are the other 50-ish points coming from? Should they start Boucher to try to get the offense humming a little bit more early?
1: I kind of like this idea of Boucher starting, especially because Baines has looked so... Incompetent, yeah. Like I, everybody was 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 hoping for you to connect with baines fan club, and right now, it'd just be nobody's you know. asked that. Listen, nobody's asked <laughs> that. Nobody has asked that. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't. Fifty points is a lot. Uh, I don't, okay, so, I don't, can you do this? I, I. All right, last year I feel like you thought through this.
0: <laughs> not really, but like last year, Surge had like give you fifteen, like a consistent yeah. fifteen. That is just completely missing. Um, Mm -hmm. Boucher can maybe get to like 10 consistently, maybe 12, depending on how many minutes he plays. Um, There is a bit of a trade-off defensively. I don't think you're getting much from Baines or Len. Um, Offensively, they're just never... I mean, like, you know, Baines had one year last year where he had 11. But for the most part, he's been a single digits kind of guy.
1: I even, so sad, asked, yeah.
0: I even asked, I even asked, assistant coach, uh, Sergio Scariolo, like, Hey, are there other aspects that you see from Baines where he plays internationally that maybe there's more, slightly more in his game that you could use? And he was like, no, he's a piece of, he's a fine role player. And I was like, Oh, well, thank you, Sergio. Your accent made that thing much more nicer than the way it came out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you need norm to at least give you 10 on a consistent basis. I don't know if that's happening for you. And then really, who else are you looking for consistent offense from? Right, Like last year, TD gave them consistent offense. Well, not consistent, but gave them like a variability. This year, he's not yeah. in the rotation because he seems to have regressed in many, many aspects. Matt yeah. was trusted. Nick was like, oh, Matt's actually a good defender. And then two nights later, <laughs> Matt gives up a boatload of points. So um, the question is, I don't know. The, the question is, I don't <laughs> know, man. I think mean, I think they kind of expected OG to take a bit of a leap in terms of offensively, and that's not happened. Yeah. That has not happened, and maybe won't happen. Um, I think maybe expecting Fred to take a bit of a leap, but he's taken another step, which is great to see. Pascal's plateaued. I think he can get back to where he was, uh, at least I hope to.
1: A long season for Pascal and. But, but I don't know. Maybe
0: like Flynn. You know what I mean? Like, but you're you're really looking at the options. Part of the issues is just so many, so much of the option offense comes from guards now. But before the least they had Pascal scoring in the paint and they had Serge scoring in the paint. They yeah. don't have, they don't have nobody scoring the paint. Like Fred might lead the team in paint points, man. It's not
1: good, I guess. <laughs> it's
0: looking tough. It's looking tough. All right, next question about the defense. My goodness, this is bad. Harsh asks, um, Raptors generally have a pretty aggressive defense given uh, the sadly limited roster. Is there merit in taking a more conservative approach so that the new guys can integrate faster? What do you think? What is the
1: question? The Raptors can have they, a... Should
0: they simplify the defense so that, um, you know, they can the new guys
1: can adapt? I don't know. They gave up 126 points yesterday, 120 on Saturday. Like they, I don't, I no, I, I think the team. I don't, I don't know if they have answers on the. I don't think the answers are the the new guys. I think the answer is the old guy playing better. Yeah. I don't I think that any of these things just get fixed by saying we're going to give Malachi more opportunities and have him run out there looking. Uh, yeah, it's his first real NBA minutes, non garbage time. But he looked shook. Like I think there's a reason that Nick Nurse didn't want to put him out there with first units or second unit guys because it was not key. It was not a good scene. Um, if like Matt Thomas is able to return to the form he was in, in the Brooklyn series and through much of the Boston series and be able to be out there on defense, mm-hmm. same with ter- like TD two. M- that's maybe the answer. I don't think it's the new guy. Like I don't think it's um, Benbury. I don't think it's Len. I don't think those guys are going to be the ones who solve it for you. I think it's the guys who know the, and it's true. Like, it's why he's trusting Stanley. Stanley knows what to do out there on defense. And Stanley Johnson's not a super good basketball player. Mm. Um, but he knows how to go out there and participate in Raptors basketball for yep. eight minutes at a time. I I don't think Ben Reed's there. I don't think that uh, whoever else is, Nick Nurse might be looking at yeah. saying... Let me send you
0: out there. I mean, look, I could see the case for simplifying the defense only because the Raptors right now scramble a lot. When you scramble and you're not disciplined, you foul or you give up mismatches. You also need to be very smart and help for each other. And I don't think that helped defense. There's a lot of misrotations when you watch it. I, You know, Asad As- 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 mm-hmm. pointed out the other night that if you just watch the Raptors' um, uh, second-line coaches, so not the first row. Not nurse, not uh, Sergio, all the other guys look in the back line, especially at Jam- <laughs> Jamal McGlore. Guys are just like face palming, like yo, what the hell are you doing? Like yo, <laughs> it's actually amazing. That's funny. Um, because they're making a lot of mistakes, and so I think simple fun defense could avoid things like fouling. Because let's say you're just like giving up a couple jumpers, but you're staying in the paint, generally speaking, you're not rotating, you're not helping off the corners. Um, yeah, you probably will foul less because you're not moving as much. The other aspect, the trade off, is that the bigger picture is that's what made the Raptors special was defense and guys yeah. being able to play that aggression on defense. You know, Kyle already talked about it before. It's like nobody, it's like we have no swagger anymore. Nobody fears us. You know, people are looking at us like, yeah, we can score on these guys, and that needs to change. Like the Raptors last year had people shook about their defense, and I don't know if simplifying the defense, making yourself a very average team on that yeah. front will do anything because the, offensively they have nothing.
1: So. And I and I, I think that's it. Like it's the reason why Kyle Lowry gets so animated when TD two commits a, you know pointless fouls because he knows if he's out there doing that kind of crap, he's not going to be in the game, and they're going to be worse. But yeah, I think it's to me. It's like I don't think you can give up any of your, of your of your of your leverage on defense. Like that's what makes the Raptors a good team, and it will be in any scenario where they continue to be a good team this season or mm. become a good team this season, it'll be driven by a Raptors caliber defensive effort and saying, let's abandon that in search of seeing what Malachi Flynn can do with the pick and roll on the offensive end. I, I don't know. doesn't seem right. I, I I think that even for Flynn, he will be a better player when he's able to play Raptors caliber defense mm. as well as do what he's already gifted at on offense, give him some time. It's, it's yeah. his, first, his first year in the league. Oh, he'll but, see time uh, today.
0: You'll see time this year. Trust me. He'll, he will see time. Yeah. The way, this The way this season is going, they're going to pivot, and, and he's going to see time. Don't worry. I wouldn't fret too much about how much we see him now. <laughs> I'd, I'd fret more about how much we're going to see him through this season. Um, Yikes. Yeah, I, I'd still say you still have so many of the core guys here. Those core guys continue to play defense the way they are. It's a huge learning curve for guys like Baines and Len, and hopefully they can do it. If, 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 if like 10 games of the season the Raptors are not top 10, then, or maybe even 15 of the games of the season Raptors aren't top 10, then yeah, maybe change it up. But I mean, if you change that up, then you're, you're changing so much that you might throw, the, you might have to throw out the whole thing. I mean, I just don't think you should throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you know, you know, at the moment, uh, imagine the first person who threw their baby
1: out with the bathwater. I know, <laughs> uh, you know, you know what, they only bathe like once a month back
0: then. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know how murky that water must have been? Yeah, that's nasty.
1: I hope that it's not some like much darker story and I'm gonna feel like a jackass for making that joke. But well, yeah, the first person who's like, well, the baby was in the bath water, gotta throw this baby out as well. What mm-hmm. an what an idiot. Uh, well, yeah. Well, what, <laughs>
0: all right. <laughs> Next question from S. Um, who do you trust the most at center for the raptors this season? And do you think they inevitably will look elsewhere at their buyout market? Or trade or uh, to try to fill that void i do believe that they should or they will look for another center only because i think you got to give this team at least a little bit of a chance to see what they could do with like one like just generally okay center baines is, is better than this i believe it he just hasn't shown it yet uh but he's also quite old um len is generally speaking what He's showing and Boucher is you were already pretty happy with what Boucher is showing. Um, so I don't know if I fully trust any of the three. I think you're gonna introduce weaknesses either way. Um but and again, you know, I was looking this up the other day. Um, if you go on real GM, there's like a list of free agent centers, and um
1: it's Who is the best name? Birdman Chris Anderson
0: <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind that. Listen, I wouldn't Forrest mind. Deok, Chris, Chris Anderson, uh, who else? Dexter Pittman was in that series. Jamal McGlure. We already have him, I guess. Uh, was that the uh,
1: Greg Oden year as well? Like, you, think, we finally, get...
0: you think Jamal what? McGlure is just schooling these guys in practice? Like, do you think J- Big Cat is just, like, <laughs> dunking all over uh, Aaron Baines? You think he can still dunk? <laughs> I, yeah, he can definitely still dunk. I've seen him. Really? He, he's, yeah, he used to end practice or he would come out and warm up with guys or whatever. And then afterwards, he would throw down a dunk, like a, wow. a rim-shaking a, a rim kind of dunk. No, the big guy can still get up, man. Listen, I'm just saying, Nick, I know you're looking at the <laughs> options down the bench. Look behind you on the bench, all right? That's where that's where you got to be looking at the moment. Uh, okay, so free agent centers. Um, Tyson Chandler. No way. Okay, Too many uh... married
1: guys on this team. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, let's just keep moving. Scout Scal- LeBissier. <laughs> Scal- Scal- I just missed out on him one time. We could get him again. He's, he's a free agent. Yama Himney's a free agent. Uh, Caleb Swanigan. Honestly, I wouldn't even hate it. Um, Anti Zizic. John Henson. Um, Joakim Noah just retired, but maybe you can call him again. Actually, I, I think he got canceled, so maybe not Joakim. We got enough of that on this team. Um, Anthony is
1: still out there. John Henson's only 30 years old. Yes, that is true. He, is oh, he turns 30 30 30 one. One, 31 at the end of the year.
0: That I mean, listen, he'd be younger than Baines. Uh, Jordan Bell, Dragon Bender, Jonah Bolden, Dwayne Deadman. Uh, hey, listen, Dwayne Deadman's right there. Henry Ellinson is down the road in the 905. Taj Gibson, Dewan Hernandez. Old, Taj
1: Gibson's got to be like 53 years old at this point.
0: Taj Gibson is 35. Yeah, he, uh, no, nah. <laughs> enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's uh, that's the, those are your free agent options. I mean,
1: it's it's not. Oh, John Henson's not that tall, six nine.
0: He had long arms. He also wore a t. T-shirt. He did have a really little. He wore a lot. Yeah, of he wore
1: a shirt under his. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I trade
0: tra- that trade for somebody, man. Please. Yeah. Yeah, trade Norm for a center, please. If you can, if you can make that happen. If you can
1: make, the, make the trade, it's it it's like that. It's that bad. I don't really want Norm traded, but uh, it's it's a disaster.
0: <laughs> Listen, man, all, th- all good things come to an end. He's always a champion, and he gave us some great moments, and we appreciate it. Drew uh, asks. Yeah. Seems like Nick is frustrated with the roster constructions, especially the guard position. But uh, he doesn't Arky. he doesn't he need to play the guys mm-hmm. he has so that they can have some value on the trade market to fix the problems he <laughs> sees. Um.
1: You know, yeah not- the roster is bad it's not good it's not a good yeah. ro- like i won i can't wait for one of the like guys at the big papers or the big networks to write the uh, um like if it's well they would they couldn't because they're owned by the same guys maybe it's you will maybe you're the only person who can stand up to messiah and say actually you did a bad job this time and this is laid at your feet do you have the courage to do this will
0: uh i will say in 2017, when there were some articles about Maasai maybe going to the Knicks, I donated $200 to Giants of Africa and said, please stay. So I don't know if I'm the person that you're looking forward to stand up, quote unquote, to Maasai. I have posters in the back of um, <laughs> photo shoots from Masai's uh, time in Giants <laughs> of Africa. So like, I really admire this man generally. So do uh, But having said that. It's on him. It is on him. Yeah, of course. It is on him. The the roster as constructed is extremely unbalanced, and this was pointed out long ago. I mean, I asked Nick about this before the season even started. I was like, yo, you got, like, all these guards. What are you going to do? And Nick's like, I'm not going to play all of them.
1: He's like, I'm going to play Stanley Johnson instead. Bro, just think about this,
0: right? And I pointed this out already, and I'm sorry I'm repeating, but last year, all Nick did was slander Stanley Johnson. If you read Nick's book, his biography – there's a section in there where he talks about he had to sit down with how, you know how to deal with NBA players right he sits he had a, he had an unnamed player who was a former first round pick who I had to come in and be frank with him and tell him you're not giving us anything on offense and anything on defense if this is the way you're going your career is gonna be over and you know he had to work it out it's pretty clear who that was yeah because he hasn't had that many NBA players to, to have those head coaching conversations with were first round picks but um that was the Stanley Johnson that Nick had last year. And he literally ignored him. It was actually like, he would yeah. I- Stanley was injured for part of last year. No one asked him, you know how like Blake always asks like, Hey, you know, just, uh, is Pat McCall ready to come back from knee injury or whatever. Like it's kind of a running bit. Blake does like no one was even asking him about Stanley. That's how forgotten he was. And now Nick nurse is like holding Stanley up as like, yo, Ben Simmons is out there. I need him to guard him. Brandon Ingram's out there. I need him to guard him. Uh, you know, and the other night, uh, Jason Tatum's out there. Please, I need Stanley yeah. Johnson. So, listen, it's just a year changes a lot, you know?
1: Yeah. Last year, we were able to name our, our segment on the call show about not playing basketball after this man because we knew that he wouldn't have a chance to influence the outcome of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the case this year. It's, it's too bad, but it's like once you saw Rondé leaving and the writing was on the wall for Surge, it's like, okay, well, hmm, who – what other forwards do they have? And, yeah. you know, shout out to this animal. Uh, yep. That's, <laughs> this is name. All of that Paul Watson stuff, I found it offensive on his behalf because it was like, who is Paul Watson to completely leapfrog? Like, you're supposed to be an NBA pro. I'm glad that he – I'm glad that he Listen. cracked the rotation because it would have been a pretty, like mm. – that's like real, real bust. Like,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, nobody believed in Stanley more than us. We 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 mentioned Stanley more than anybody. Every had, other yeah. outlet plus Nick Nurse <laughs> had all of <laughs> last season. Like I don't, I didn't. You know, like you know, and we still the,
1: o- the only person to mention him more was a uh, mall from the Joe Budden podcast. It's a reference you're not going to understand. I, I don't.
0: <laughs> um, next one from OG Fananobi. Great Nick. Great name. Nice. Do you think it was a good decision for Nick to call out Thomas and Davis the way he did? Do you think Nick's mood is a big factor in how the Raptors are playing? Um, Nick generally is a very a, a guy with a lot, very sunny disposition and don't forget Nick coached in the, the UK coached players who, no disrespect to the players, but definitely had to have part-time jobs, maybe full-time jobs. They played basketball on the sides and that. So, For Nick to now be so spoiled... <laughs> To be slandering these guys, who, so, by the way, Matt Thomas in the BBL will probably average like thirty-five, um, is kind of jarring. But I, I do think though that like, there's only so many times you can do this. Because only time, so many times you can go to the well of like, I need better from you, yeah. Because eventually, it's just kind of like
1: you know, get told we, to f we off. We all yeah. we all
0: suck. It's it's not just my problem. I'm the ninth man on the team. Sometimes you don't even play me, and you're gonna say. Well, you're going to talk shit about me? Well, you better talk shit about Pascal or Kyle or Fred then because it's not just us, you know? Like, has Nick said anything about Aaron Baines, for example? Aaron Baines has given them, like, very, very little.
1: Has he not said anything about Aaron Baines? No. Oh. He's probably convinced that he's still not used to toilets flowing the other way around. So. (laughs) I, I want a
0: list of excuses for Aaron Baines. Um... Yeah, but I, I do think that it's a tough situation. There's only so many times you can go to well. Like, I don't want to see Nick coming out tomorrow and slandering whoever he slandered. Norman Powell did nothing. He suspended, uh, you know, the organization suspended Pascal. He fouled out again the next game in less time. <laughs>
1: but you, yeah, do you like? Do you think? Do you think it was just a Nick Nurse decision to suspend Pascal? No. I, I have a feeling you you think that like Masai was involved in that decision. In my mind, yeah. uh, Nick Nurse like emailed Masai, saying thinking of benching. Uh, pascal like Masai's, like uh written for my blackberry autoresponder said like do whatever you want nick yeah. <laughs> the, yeah i don't know who's at the wheel of this organization right now everything's going badly why haven't yeah. i don't know
0: i would love to hear from uh you know messiah or bobby and really not from bobby because he's not going to say anything
1: like have we spotted Masai with his arms crossed by the tunnel at one of these games watching the game yet I'm not paying that close like attention. That's, a, question, that's
0: but... a good question. Uh, I've seen – I think I've seen Bobby on th- some of the benches. I don't okay. know if I've seen I, see I, I do It doesn't mean he's not there. I just We haven't – literally, we, he's there in the United States of America, and I'm in Canada in my house, not going outside. So, uh, Next one from Deeks. Nick has been pretty sporadic as compared in the past, how he's handling the rotation. He's had a quick trigger, changing guys' minutes. Just considering how disconnected the group looks, is that a key contributor? uh contributor to the issues um i mean i think so i mean you have a short preseason you're barely practicing like the rap did in practice today after that loss you know that's just kind of what it is um but also these guys are professional basketball players man like work on your craft and when you're called upon get ready like it's it's not all on nurse i just don't think i, I think i don't know man yeah some of
1: these things are yeah, I think that like what Nick Nurse is, whenever he's making these quick uh, decisions, it's because the game's falling like through their fingers. And he says, you know, I'm trying to think like, if I get you in your sitting, like, it's just mm-hmm. things seem to be to go bad. Like the second quarter yesterday was like, un- like it was like watching a car crash. Like it was crazy. They had this great first quarter started out. Mm-hmm. Really well, taking advantage of the fact that none of the gu- the guards for the Celtics were available, and then the second quarter, just a total train wreck.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, next question. Wow, man, these this is a depressing podcast. Sorry, guys. I mean, listen, uh, we we want to be we want to be happier about it, and we maybe we will later on the show. You never know. Stick around. Um, Danny asks, it was common to see the notion Lowry made that player better when referring to players who left examples being Gasol or Ibaka, but it's safe to say that they were a highly underrated and crucial part of the Raptors' offensive and defensive flow, to which I would say, yes, absolutely. Um, those guys were... I mean, just think about it, man. Serge and Mark are two... Yeah. like Mark is going to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Serge? I, yeah.
1: Honestly, a, as an I international player... I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I also think that Serge is going to be involved or influential in whatever the NBA does in Africa. I think he's gonna have I'm excited for Serge Ibaka's Hall of Fame induction. And I think it's gonna be kind of one of those weirder stories. But uh yeah he's Sergio's like one of the yeah go ahead.
0: Oh I was gonna say is those guys have been in the league. Yeah a dozen years you know running and they have Gasol's aspect he's been to the all-star game They've been in all the defensive teams. Ibaka's led the league in rebounding and stuff like that. They're also just still pretty decent players. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Because the Raptors replaced – if, if the Raptors had replaced them with players who are still capable, we wouldn't notice them as much. But because Raptors Raptors are replacing with absolutely nobody, you could just feel the, the gap that they have in the lineup every single game because those guys are quite good. Also, they're smart players, too, and that's the thing. It's it's A lot of players are capable, but they're not necessarily smart. They don't really know how to do – well, not even smart. They just, like – they don't know what to do. They're unfamiliar. They're not as intuitive. Yeah. And guys who play in the league for that long, they know how to adapt. They have certifiable skills, and, you know, that's just where it is. So, yes, they missed them. Absolutely. But I also didn't think the two – the centers were carding – like, I thought Baines would be a lot better than this, and he has duped me uh, as, along with everyone else, but, you know, I don't know. How much do you think uh, the fan account made him, you know, in terms of, like, influencing Baines' career? Let's say Aaron Baines didn't have a huge fan account. I don't know what happened to I feel to like life? you
1: can't mention my like went out. <laughs> um, I feel like you can't mention the Baines fan account is influencing his success. Um because uh they'll you know his supporters will come find you but i don't I mean, know listen, I, I got, a, I got like a hive
0: a, too i got a hive too okay you do have a hive well, we he always have seemed have...
1: like a a solid nba quality rotation player uh-huh. and maybe he can be that and i do i do think the like you know like there are all these people who are like raptor fans were are saying like give this team a chance they're all dads they're all away from their families they're all you know excuse 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 and for sure it's not fun to i um, hear them but i don't know i feel like aaron baines might just take a while to like settle down i mean he does have a newborn new- baby at home yeah like that it's, might take a his, lot of your time his life is probably pretty fucked like i like i would not i don't envy anyone in the raptors organization except that they're you know millionaires who are over six feet tall but <laughs> um it's like Baines has a like a very crazy stretch of life to get through and him being kind of a not so great player on the court is not helping out at all. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. In the interest of time, we're going to race through some of these because we still have quite a lot more questions. Again, we had 150 questions. Um, there's a question about a, a Lowry trade from Jeff. Uh, I am now convinced the Raptors should trade Lowry. What can one reasonably expect in return? If the Raptors trade Lowry, which I it still pains me to say. Um, but if they if they if they trade him, um I think closer to trade deadline makes a lot more sense. I think the trade deadline is a little earlier in terms of where it is relative to the schedule of the season and um, honestly, a lot of teams are trying to make a push, a lot of teams are trying to do something. So the Raptors are completely out. Kyle could be one of the best available trade assets. Obviously, James is, you know, out there as well. We'll see what happens. But I would expect quite a bit. I think you can based on the way if the core, the young core of this team is completely failing in that front where they don't look like this is a team where you need to preserve cash space, you need to add another star piece and whatever. If that's the case, then I think you could be a little bit more flexible and taking on a little bit more long-term salary. Definitely get some picks and some prospects back. And honestly, I think there'll be a huge market for what Kyle does because of so many teams around the league. If you look around them, if you added Kyle to that 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 team, they would have a huge, huge difference. Like just look at the like, let's just look at the East, right? I think Boston could really use Kyle. For example,
1: he, I mean, Boston, imagine getting Boston? back. Imagine getting I, I, back Kemba Walker's contract. I would rather. I, like, I can't imagine things I'd rather do than have to watch Kemba Walker not play for the franchise I cheer for night after night. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I don't Sixers, know, I, there's I no that. way the Raptors Sixers. can deal Kyle to the Sixers and not get back Danny Green and she to Harrison Sanford and Danny Green. That would be unacceptable. <laughs> Any, like, There's no way I want... At least we'll get the that, podcast back, man. <laughs> I guess, but like, it's just... I don't think I don't know I don't know where the Raptors actually get Kyle Lowry level value back mm. unless a player can, it's unless there is a I don't know sub twenty eight year old player coming back who's good and uh, I, there's no one that like comes to mind.
0: Well, listen, the Knicks are in the playoffs at the moment, uh, the fifth seed. They could use Kyle. Maybe we can call imagine it we get like D'Angelo forward. Russell
1: back. I'd maybe I don't know. I don't really like the Angela Russell's personality, but I don't hate watching him play. Yeah.
0: The Bucks could use Kyle. Miami could use Kyle. But who are the Bucks sending to Toronto? Yeah, nobody. I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that. I don't know, man. I don't like talking about this, and quite honestly, we're not at the point where we need to talk about it. So I'm just going to not talk about it at the moment. <laughs> this is me entertaining. I, I, you know, I, I want to entertain the questions. I absolutely do, but you know, some of it is also kind of tough. Um, next question from Kate. As someone shout out, who is, is it, shout out Kate. Shout out Kate. Always. Uh, as someone who has never paid attention to the new lottery rules, because I've never had to, can you please explain <laughs> the new lottery rules and at what point the odds become approximately equal that the teams have about the same chance of the number one pick? Thank you. So the
1: Raptors are already in that range, so you're good, Kate.
0: The Raptors are at one and five, are the second worst team in the league by win percentage. Only the Detroit uh. Pistons is worse at one and six at the moment. Um so previously the lottery odds were much more shifted towards the first three picks. So under the previous rules, then there were changed. And I believe 2017, they uh, announced the change. And then I think they were introduced a year, year later, but the previous rules, the worst record in the NBA by win percentage has a 25% chance at the first overall pick and it's a very, very high chance of staying in the top four. Uh, the number two worst overall team has the 20% chance of number one pick and then 15% and then it it drops under the new rules. They flatten the lottery odds, which means the Pistons who are the worst team in the NBA right now has a 14% chance at the number one overall pick. The Raptors as the second worst team in the NBA has 14% chance at the number one pick. The Charlotte Hornets who are the third worst team have a 13.3% chance and Washington at the fourth as as, you know, tied for the, you know, third worst team also has a thirteen point two percent chance. After that, the next five teams have a seven point five percent chance at the first overall pick, and then it goes down to three percent at the, the 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 tenth pick. So basically, if you are anywhere in the top, well, the, the bottom nine, then you have uh, a somewhat realistic shot at a number one pick, or just not even number one pick, but moving up in the draft to get in the top four. Because if you are the ninth pick, for example, which you know the Denver Nuggets right now, are the ninth worst team in the NBA they have a 31.8% chance at a top four pick still. So even if you're just... You don't have to be the... Essentially, you don't have to be the absolute worst team in the NBA anymore because there's no real advantage, for example, to be worse than Detroit at the moment. You really just need to get into... Ideally, if you're really, really intentional though, about tanking, one of the four worst teams, if you just want to be in the mix, you probably want to be between nine and five. And then even if you... I mean, after that, it's you know pretty much you're staying where
1: you are. But yeah, bottom nine is, is, is the short, it's the short answer. Doesn't like Mobley fix all of the Raptors' concerns? I don't know that... who that is. <laughs> he's like a center from USC. He was like I... supposed to. He's one of the you know one of the one of the ones. Yeah, like like
0: Kada said, I've never <laughs> had the need to look at who these guys are. Uh... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I saw the Cade Cunningham stuff. I, I, I've seen him a lot because I've seen the fade for Cade. This is another question later on from uh, uh, Robble, um, who asked, you know, Cade or Evan Mobley. Honestly, obviously Robble has a way better uh, chance to answer this, so maybe watch his YouTube uh, channel. Yeah. But, um, yeah, from the five minutes of Cade I've seen, it seems like a, you know, six six Some real seven talent, yeah. Wing player can handle the ball. Seems to be know how to play different positions, too. I've seen him play it out of the post play out of the perimeter, play in transition, physical going to the basket, shoot the ball. You know, seems like a guy who would be a lottery pick. And then Mobley, I did watch two minutes of him. He seems to have an incredibly high waist. It's crazy. You
1: ever ever watch the movie Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yes,
0: I have. Yes.
1: You know who he's wearing those, like, crazy pants?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's basically him, except that's where his waistline is. Like, this man... His his legs start in South America and end in North America. Like it's it, it's, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean honestly, like he, he, he the strides that this man has it must be huge. I mean, not man; these guys are literally teenagers. Um, That's true. But yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I, hopefully, I don't have
0: to know. But we'll will you know if the Raptors continue like this for
1: another, you know, two. You haven't you haven't covered like a top draft pick team, have you? No. You what, you started covering the team in like 2014 or something. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was so the first
0: year, I like was consistently riding about the Raptors. Was yeah. the year they turned it all around.
1: So, so maybe that'll be like a fun new challenge, is to yeah. cover. I like to me. I actually kind of like what the what happened to the Warriors. I guess it kind of benefited from the like, um, not benefited. I guess it was like it was easier to not watch them be bad and not make the playoffs with the bubble and all that stuff, but. I don't know. They look like they reloaded, and if Klay Thompson's able to come back and be an All Star, they'll be like really good again. But well, there's some breaking news, that I want to get your live oh, reaction okay. for. All right, um, Let's hear it. from the New- this is an NBA news, but from the New York Post exclusive, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are getting a divorce.
0: Oh, <laughs> all right. That's uh, that's pretty big, honestly. I agree. Yeah. This is
1: like uh, the Bradgelina split. Yeah, this is huge. Um, Is true love even possible if Kim and Kanye can't make it?
0: I was going to say, you're really going to break up the Bound 2 combo? (laughs) Exactly. That music video is going to be so sad now. Honestly, you know when people are together for so long, their personalities like mesh and mold, and they're like one person. I feel like, obviously, they're huge, distinct people, but their personalities melded so much together now that it's hard to see them apart, so... I mean, hopefully they
1: can work it out. They got kids and stuff. You never want to yeah. see this. Yeah, you don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm hoping it works out. I hope, you know, their lawyers, we're going to read a lot of dumb tweets. A lot of insane Oh, jokes. yeah, as if
0: we don't already see a huge Just... uh, amount of <laughs> dumb tweets from these people. Yeah. Um, anyway, so hopefully they'll work it out. Next one from Ronald Lowe, which still freaks me out that he's not my dad. Um, <laughs> very, very close. Very, very close to my name. Um Let's play this out. If the Raptors don't get significantly better and stay in the bottom of the East, what types of moves should be made? What types of assets should be acquired? And which players should and should not be moved? I think, Norm, you know? You know, like, for example, earlier today, I was in Little Italy, uh, you know, picking up some other errands. And I walked by and this place had, like, a bunch of rugs on sale outside, and rugs are quite expensive. You ever try to buy a rug?
1: I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah yeah yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so they were selling some rugs, and it was like a four by six, a decent rug for like forty bucks. And I was like, wow, okay, this is an impulse buy. I will take that. Essentially, the Raptors are that store, and Norm Powell was the rugs on the outside, and it says 40% off. Like that's that's where Norm is at right now. So um <laughs> Yeah, so Norm probably gets moved. You have to have a serious conversation with Kyle about what you want to do. If Kyle doesn't want to resign, you have to move him. Um, there is no sense. In, it's not like last year where you ride it out. This year, yeah. you absolutely don't do it. You, you, you cannot have, let that happen if he's not willing to resign. Um, but you have a conversation with them first because you have a great relationship with him at the moment, at least the front office and Kyle. Beyond that, so... A lot of guys can't be moved right now. OG has a poison pill contract, which is yeah. not impossible to trade him, but it's difficult. Fred assigned. signed. I mean, if you want to trade Fred, go ahead, but I don't but want why Fred to trade him. Yeah. He's been their best player. Pascal, it, you would need a star player coming back because otherwise you have a better chance of trying to turn Pascal into a star than on than their way to acquiring. And then the rest of the roster, it's kind of like whatever. If teams really wanted them, they, they could have them, but they don't. Imagine they have huge trade value, so
1: yeah, nobody's calling Not complicated, like, what's actually. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Norm Powell makes money, he could, uh, you could trade him to bring money back. Seems like the obvious... but you, you would, you would
0: have to like put future picks with Norm, I think, to
1: get something at the moment. Depends on what you're going out and getting, but yeah,
0: yeah. That's true. <sighs> man, I would have really loved a Norm for Miles Turner. Um. Next they make question. comparable money. No, Turner makes twice yeah. as much. But you can like okay, we'll call yeah, Stanley in there. Honestly, Stanley is a nice Stanley... contract. He
1: is a nice contract for a route, for tad to a trade because yeah. what? Norm I need a second Stanley round pick back for 15. Stanley. You need Stanley a second round 15. Yeah, if it gets you fifteen, you're close. Who's well? Yeah, like if you're able to go out and trade for a big that you would at least like being your seventh man. Mm-hmm. At most, maybe think about starting. I think you go and you can get away with trading them. Norman Stanley, you'd make the trade, but yeah. I don't know. The idea of like all the talk of like trading all of your two guards for Victor Oladipo never made any sense to me. It's like, why would you, what, like what, what's the huge benefit of trading all these guys for a guy who adding to your starting lineup will create problems. Um.
0: Yeah. But also I think people thought, well, uh, you know, us included that the Raptors will perform better than this so far. This, sure. like a lot of things that you assumed when they turn out not to be true, you have to reassess everything. And that's that's where we're at right now. Uh speaking of reassessing, uh, this one from G Rex says uh, is it fair to say Messiah Bobby are a big part of the team being unsuccessful? They prematurely gave Siakam his extension when they could have waited when he was restricted and they didn't address the team's weakness on the front court. The point about Siakam, he was gonna get the max. Now, the question yeah. is how much of the max because the Raptors signed into a contract early with a sliding scale of uh, you know, in terms of bumps in his contract. So if he made NBA second team, for example, or above, there was huge bumps. He made the second team. It was a little bit surprising, but that made a bit bump. Other than that, he was going to make the max. Last year in this free agent market, I mean, listen, Gordon Hayward got the max. Pascal Siakam, no matter how bad you thought he was, was going to get the max. So there's no difference there whatsoever. I don't really think that's yeah. something that you can get hold against them. Um also the guy was coming out with the most improved player, uh had the MVP or not not the MVP, but he um he was what the, the won the championship.
1: He second, yeah, championship twenty and 10 in the finals. And then
0: yeah, like who doesn't give a guy a max contract if you go yeah. twenty and ten in the finals, man? So you know that's fine. I also don't think the Raptors have the success they have last year if you don't resolve that Syaku situation it, it without giving him an the extension because he honestly deserved it. I Obviously, yeah. everything in hindsight, but I, I don't have any issues with pick with that, and don't even think it's totally fair to pick that. The other thing is, um, are they are they part of the team being unsuccessful with the bigs? Yeah, of course. That, that's yeah. what that's where the team is unsuccessful is that they it's have it's on them horrendous bigs that are well not horrendous. That's not fair. Their bigs are giving them nothing in terms of production because when they started out, uh, Aaron Baines against the Celtics and he had zero points and got scored on, he got benched, and then Alex Len came in and scored zero mm-hmm. points. It got scored on. So that's that's the issue.
1: Yeah. Um so
0: yes, they have a, a part to play in, in this. Um
1: it's on them. It's like their it is their their fuck up.
0: Yeah, it is. Um next one from uh Vardon. Um where with Masai's contract not signed, is it paralyzing the Baptist's ability to make moves? Is MLSC has to into move future pieces with Maasai status in Limbo? Um maybe. Maybe. I mean I think it would be nice if we knew what was going to happen with the front office to have some permanency there, because if he's not here, then MLSC is probably naturally going to be like, why am I letting you making these moves? You know?
1: Yeah. I feel like um, they should send Masai Ujiri a contract offer with a comma between the first and second digits of the team's winning percentage Mm. and say, this is what (laughs) this is like to fix this issue. And we'll revisit It's
0: By the way, Masai has never had a losing season. Like pretty yeah. much every one of Masai's seasons, Denver then Toronto, all winning seasons, making the playoffs, close to fifty wins or above. This is a, a huge test for Masai as well. Um, next question from Masad: Top three dumbest Raptors on the team right now. So I have a side chat with uh, essentially the slider pod people, um, and yeah. I we we talk a lot about
1: silly plays that happen.
0: I would just... You know, so, Norm
1: Powell's number one so far. Well, td two number one. Norm TD Powell's is definitely number, number two. One. Yeah. Number I, I, I don't mean in terms
0: of, like, as people. I just mean, like...
1: The, the the Raptors, when, they are ra- as, when they are Raptors, when they have the Raptors' chevron on their chest, who's behaved the most um, dumbly? Um, yeah, it's like TD2, Norm... Who's number three? I feel like you don't want to give away the third the third uh, spot. There's so many compelling cases. I feel like Pascal Siakam's got to get it. Like, yeah, that's, fouling out. Yep. <laughs> five fouls seven minutes of like kind of like yeah. prodigious. Like, it's basically which players have made you
0: say W two F the most by watching yeah. them play this season? TD. The end of night. The Raptors make this fake comeback. They cut it to 10 with two minutes 30. The Celtics have to get their whole, like, st- they're, like literally Jason Tatum was wearing ice on his knees and he was like, oh, I got to yeah. come back to the game. Okay. Because, you know, the, our third unit is giving it up right now. And then to end that run, Peyton Pritchard, they're forcing him into a late shot clock. He he gets past TD. Okay, that's fine. But it's like two seconds up and TD reaches around behind and taps him on the shoulder as if to say, excuse me. <laughs> Uh, you know, and that gets called as a foul and it's three free throws and that ends the comeback I don't care about the game, the, the game was a loss it would not have felt right for the Raptors to win that game but what is going through your mind when you thought defensively if I tap him on the shoulder right now that's the right thing to do at the moment on a desperation heave why are you tapping a man on the shoulder I... <laughs> that is the biggest WTF moment Norman's had some big, big ones I already explained the one where he, he raced out of
1: bounds yeah <laughs> he done it a couple positions. times. He did yeah. it yesterday, or he did a, was it yesterday. It was like a side out of bounds. He was running. He was not, and he like threw the ball into the backcourt to nobody. It was just very. Yeah, he's not done. Whatever. Norm, but that's like you know Norm's oh, yeah. Norm's like minimum top five. Like you know, Shaqton a fool.
0: Yeah, Shaqton a fool moments.
1: Yeah, yeah, on the team. Like, he's never been worse than fifth place ever pa- in his.
0: Pascal is really number three right now. That's, that's, yeah, uh, Pascal's number three. Listen, that, that, him posting up Peyton Pritchard and then turning the ball over is unbelievable. He's,
1: he's doing the like thing that drove everybody crazy about DeMar DeRozan, where he would, you know, maybe not get a call that he wanted and yeah. then immediately and foul out of frustration. Yeah. And it's just like the most Bush League. Like, I do I'd, like Christy Pitts. Like, it's you got to be better than that. Yeah. You got to be a pro. And, you no. know, yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Let's keep racing through them. Raisin brand advocate. All right. Uh, where does.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, You're anti fiber, Will?
0: I'm not anti fiber. You <laughs> can just get fiber from other places <laughs> rather than eating raisin brand, man. Where does the insecurity and delusion from our fan base come from? Okay. Oh, yeah, this is too complicated <laughs> of a question. Um, it comes from one the Raptors have been uh terrible for so long like the first uh, 20 years of the franchise's existence Raptors have won I think 48 games at most never made it out of the second round uh star players legitimately left so that's just one that's gonna scar you that's like a hard like if you think of 20 years of the franchise as 20 years of your life as like that's if you've had some real traumas early in your life so you're already scarred for adulthood um And then the other part is just, like, I think there is a real Canadian-U.S. kind of um, inferiority complex.
1: I don't Um, think that's what it is. You
0: don't think that's what it is?
1: I think here's what it is. All right. The Raptors hired Isaiah Lord Thomas III as their GM. And if there was a picture of delusional insecurity, it's him. The guy was crying in Michael Jordan. Documentary. He cursed the franchise, cursed the fan base to be delusionally insecure. I think Thomas has like two championships. He's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. arguably the best team leading point guard ever. I think that you can argue that like there's other guys who are, you know, statistically better than Chris Ball, but a guy who you could trust to be the best player in your team and go out and win. Mm-hmm. And uh, he cursed our franchise. Having him uh, be our general manager was the biggest mistake. <laughs> That uh, you know, that uh, that it 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 took Messiah to undo the curse of Isaiah Lord Thomas the Third. Mm. Did you know his middle name was Lord?
0: No, I didn't. Like Lord with a E, like uh, not with an E, like the like, e. like like tennis court. Okay. All right.
1: no.
0: Um. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I I, I think uh, that <laughs> is very capable. I think that's all. I mean, I, I just think it's American can Canadian yeah. disconnect sometimes. Where I think it's weird. As an, I mean, I'm not an outsider. I've lived in Canada 20 plus years now, Um, but as someone who does also come from another country, it is weird to see two countries who are so similar, (laughs) practically so similar, (laughs) values wise, quite similar. uh, Obviously, the same language, everything like that, but also try to be culturally distinct. It does. um, I don't know. There's there's a little brother inferiority complex. There just is, and I think that contributes to it um this one from wasabi p kotaro uh what's your favorite part of utah's one-on-one interview um probably when i figured out that his favorite game was smash bros because i wrote out all the questions but when he said his favorite video game smash i had to ask him what his main was and he said uh
1: he said fox Fox. which is which is uh, yeah josh what's your what's your what's your main yoshi dude i've I've made yoshi for years i'm very good with yoshi nobody else maybe i'm getting okay with uh king k rule if you're playing smash ultimate yes yes um he's fun quite solid uh, who do
0: you make? uh so first one was kirby then snake snake is extremely hard to use i'm not yeah, that, i'm not good enough with snake to like battle other people with it yeah um got pretty good with link recently so yeah link's quite solid um actually i like young link
1: it's quite or, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the. He's, he's a little quicker. Look, yeah. yeah, he's got yeah, a different
0: yeah. bomb move. Um, and then who else have I really liked recently? Um, Ike. I don't know why they put Chrome in because he's basically Ike.
1: It's I don't like six. all the like sword fighters. Oh, and, and Rosalina, Smash. I'm you know, I'm pretty. Rosalina's Rosalina. like Ros- Ros- the best fighter yeah, in the yeah. game, but I don't I know, know how, how to use. I don't know how to use. Like it's so I like I'll sometimes play and win, but. I don't know what i'm doing this she's just really really good yeah
0: and we then should, uh, yeah we should play sometime yeah, as, as we, yeah well, occasionally
1: we'll uh, do it well maybe we'll do it and uh you know tweet it out and play against people who listen maybe you utah show. <laughs> i was gonna
0: say maybe we call utah um and then another question is am i okay which i i put this <laughs> in there because it is funny listen i mean most people obviously probably only listen to podcasts, podcast so it probably is very depressing right now my general life is fine. Um, I have other issues, in that you know that you figure out in life. But for the most part, like the Raptors are a big part of it, and the Raptors are a little depressing right now. But you can keep it in perspective, man. It's yeah. if you only see me like hot after every game, you might see you might think that I'm different, which is fine. But no, I'm completely fine. Thanks for too, for, ask, for asking. Um, and then we've gone to the signature portion of the show, Malachi's mission. So we have. Because Stanley Johnson is uh, a core piece of the rotation, <laughs> we have to retire Stanley. Jo- uh, Stanley suggestions. Josh, are you at least a little bit sad because we went up almost two like, years with Stanley yeah. suggestions?
1: Um, am I sad that we have to retire Stanley suggestions? Um, yeah, yeah. Like it was, uh, it was. A great segment. It really yeah. helped us talk about things outside of basketball and about the city. It was fun to have our when we had the call-in show and when call show returns, have people call in with their only Stanley suggestions. But uh you know, I think uh, one of the signature things about uh, the, that segment is anyone can get it. Anyone can uh, be the butt of yeah. Uh, yeah, that joke true. and you know. <laughs> yeah. I like Malachi's missions. That was pretty clever of you.
0: Malachi's mission. So yeah, we had to retire it. I hope Stanley did at least one of the things we suggested. I doubt he did. But um...
1: Well, my last suggestion was like, you should make the rotation on this page. Well, there you go. <laughs>
0: Congratulations, <laughs> um, you know, Stanley. And honestly, he's the least of the Raptors problems at the moment. Uh, okay.
1: Uh... Well, <laughs>
0: I mean, the Raptors have many problems, but he is like maybe like eighth or ninth on, yeah, that's, on how yeah, important that's his problems are um and by the way people have asked things like favorite netflix or re- recommend some netflix series you know what new hobbies should i suggest uh since watching the raptors in the spring might not be a good option to spend our time um so you know that all ties into malachi's missions listen they're malachi's missions specifically but they're also your missions as well if you choose to take these suggestions me and me and josh are dutiful uh, citizens of toronto and we we're have also some-
1: indemnified of any criminal activity you might get up to yeah,
0: that too but if we don't really I feel like, things like when
1: that. i was when i was uh whenever i referred to anything i was doing as a mission it was not i'm um, strictly yeah. above,
0: above board uh, that's true that is true but uh no these are strictly um you know suggestions that we take no uh culpability for so josh do you have well, wow, this is the first ever Malachi
1: mission. So what's your
0: first mission for Malachi? My
1: first Mal- Malachi mission, it's one that you can do while you're away. And it's something that I didn't know I would enjoy so much. But uh, make some homemade pasta. For the first time in my adult life, I made uh, pasta at home with my nice. uh, partner uh, last weekend. It was a lot of fun. It was like, it's one of those things that you make and you're like, I can't believe I made something this good mm-hmm. with my own hands. Um so that'd be my uh recommendation, you know. You're not getting a lot of playing time, maybe you can uh enjoy some carbs and not feel too guilty about it. Uh not gonna be yep. it's not like you're gonna be sluggish out there on the court. Um because sure. you're not gonna be playing that much. So well, that's my
0: Well, at least Malachi. not now. At least not now. Not Listen, now. Malachi's missions could change and very well would it could be. All right. We have
1: Find Watson's out. watch list coming up. Yep. Maybe yep. Utah's Yelp.
0: <laughs> Utah's Yelp. I can't wait, man. <laughs> right now there's only well, we're hearing Pascal's Yelp every time he goes to the rim. Uh, <laughs> All right, my first Malachi, my, my first Malachi's missions is um, to, to order some books. Listen, you're on the road all the time. You're on planes. Number one thing to do on a plane is read a book. It's, especially today, it's so hard to focus, at least for me, I find, but I think for a lot of people, so hard to focus in terms of you have your phone, you have all these distractions, like all these things going on. The only good thing about transit and I guess planes specifically is that it shuts you off from those things. Right, same with writing the subway. You can't get reception sometimes. Um, read a book and you know, order a book from uh, Flying Books. Um, it's a bookstore in Toronto, local bookstore um, located on Bloor, I believe close to Koreatown, if not within Koreatown. Um, yeah, they have great books. And if you are in the downtown area, you can use the promo code Airdrop and um, there's free delivery and they'll come to your door. They'll drop it in your mailbox, contactless. And they have a great selection of books. I just bought a couple for um christmas and yeah i i uh, highly recommend it so yeah that's your that's your first uh malachi mission but also you know if you want to watch some tv which realistically that's what people are doing uh just finished the wilds on anim- amazon prime that's good it was it was it was pretty good it's pretty good it was one of those shows where afterwards i definitely went on reddit and read a whole bunch of conspiracy theories about the show
1: Speaking of Reddit, after watching something, have you seen Tenet yet? The Christopher Nolan? No. Watch it. I don't want to talk to you about it. It's. Right. I liked it. I think that... Where did you I watch know, it? It's uh, it's available for uh, video on demand. It's not cheap, but right. I don't know. It, awesome. I bought it. It was sort of like a Christmas holiday. All right, fair enough. It's like the movie that I wanted to watch and mm. it, I, theaters were closed. So Worst. I felt... You know when you like decide you're paying for something mm-hmm. six months... Out and then it will cost whatever. It can cost anything. It's yes. like Raptors playoff tickets. You say I'm going to a wow, game we're... this year. Yeah. When when do we see those again? Like, we, legitimately, I don't think there's really a chance that they come back this year. I don't know if they've committed. Like the, the, the well, the they to go season. to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> good point.
0: Uh... Raptor,
1: Raptors playing game would be kind of fun. Like if the Raptors lose to the Hawks in the playing game, that'd be. That'd be pretty rough to see, yeah. Just like Kyle Lowry running into uh, Trey Young as he like stops, you know, right after he crosses half court and starts to pull up. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be really uh, infuriating. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's like I watched. I've, I watched a tenant. You should too. Okay. Cool.
0: Um, I mean, listen. I uh, I didn't even. Uh... Even when Mulan came out, I didn't pay for it. So, <laughs> but I, mean, I also heard negative have... reviews. I heard I heard bad reviews for it. So, yeah. Also, Mulan has been like a traditional Chinese story that's been made a million times. So, but
1: and then they got rid of uh, the you know the dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Mushu. They got rid of uh, who, who was it? Charlie it was, Murphy? It was Mushu. I think it was was it who played who was voiced it, Mushu? Eddie, it was Eddie Murphy. I don't know why I said Charlie Murphy. I, I wanted to say it was Chris... Yeah, it was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Oh wow, all right. Well huh. They had um a Eddie Murphy was the first guy, first person to voice Mushu, and in the subsequent movie, Mulan Two, <laughs> it was voiced by a guy named Mark Mosley, who doesn't really look like Eddie Murphy, if you know what I mean. And I wonder if he <laughs> Wait, isn't that the number one pick <laughs> this year? What <laughs> <laughs> no no it was uh, uh like a, a white what? guy i wonder if he tried to impersonate oh, eddie murphy who has kind of a
0: i mean listen if he could impersonate <laughs> eddie murphy i he, he should be canceled <laughs> so I, now, yeah I that's,
1: that's kind of what i'm curious about um yeah
0: well I, to be <laughs> honest i didn't know there was a mulan too. the, the story kind of just I, ends actually. you know so <laughs> i don't know where the two came from but yeah. But they didn't want to
1: keep Mushu for the live action version. So, I guess it'd be weird to have a talking dragon in a live action I movie. mean, I, I
0: guess so, yeah. But, you know, they could have done something. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Hope this uh, made you feel marginally better. Maybe, I don't know, man. I, I think, look, we're in this boat together. That's the beautiful part about this experience of fandom yeah. is that you are still part of a community. That community is struggling right now. I think there's a lot of infighting. Um, the rappers are not winning. That obviously is the cause of all this, but um, you gotta stick it out. You gotta stick it out, especially if you're one of the newer fans of the Raptors. Like, I hate to break it to you, but like this happens quite a bit historically. Yeah. The last seven years have been such a magical ride that um yeah, you, sometimes you also have to know like you know where where your roots are. This is like the roots of Raptors' um existence, and honestly, yeah. this is still a way okay. better situation than they had previous years. So try to keep it in perspective, hopefully they win. If they don't, major changes will come. But uh, yeah, please continue to listen to the show, no matter what you do, though.
1: Yeah, no matter what you do, don't give come up on hell me. or high water. Listen to Will. <laughs> don't give up on me. I'm,
0: people are like, Will, I feel so bad for you. you Got to turn off. I can turn off the TV, but you have to keep watching. I'm like, yes. So, keep, but do not so turn keep off watching. That podcast. So yeah, keep yeah, listening. Like, subscribe, or comment or below, talk
1: about how shitty you think I am on all these podcasts. We need wow. engagement for Will. <laughs>
0: wow. Has that been happening?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What's don't going know. on? Are people slandering your name? Wow. Uh, I don't pay attention. But um, yeah, rate, comment, you. like, subscribe, uh, follow Willie, at William underscore Lou on Twitter. Um, That's
0: less important. I don't know. That's less important. Just listen to the yes. podcast. Read 10 things. Read t- yeah, read 10 things. I had to convert 10 things. That's how bad it was.
1: Watch, uh, run it back when it runs back. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Keep wash your distance. hands. No of
0: my... Regardless of the pandemic, wash your hands.
1: Shout out to all of my doctor friends who, like, now beyond just being envious of them because they're rich, I'm envious that they have the vaccine. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Shout out to you. This is cool.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's envy is the right word there, but uh, you know, it is what it is.
1: It is what
0: it is. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for all for listening. Appreciate you, Josh. You too. And well. uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get through this together. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig
1: in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.